Frank Mansing and Jessica Time with you on the Wednesday edition of Wisconsin's Afternoon News, joined in studio by MMAC President Emeritus. Can we do that? You like a senior advisor. Senior advisor. <laughs> I kind of like President Emeritus I know you better. Do. You make up your own title. It's your show. How he is does our, it feel now? He is our change. president, Tim Sheehy. Yes, thank you. <laughs> well, great to have you here. So I, a lot of big things going on here in Milwaukee, as you might expect, uh, including Pfizer moving its downtown headquarters this month. This is not the only downtown headquarter relocation we've seen in the last six to eight months, but certainly a big one. It is a big one. 580 employees, uh, I think, growing over the next couple of years to 780. Um, and interestingly, today, a company probably most people don't know, but Allspring Global Investment, they're moving 300 people from Menominee Falls down to the Third Ward. So it bodes well for the activity down there. And it also is, when you think about Fiserv, kind of a tip of the cap to Milwaukee. Again, something I think most people don't know, we rank fifth in the country per capita in the number of Fortune 500 companies headquartered here. So how does it work, Tim? As more and more office space becomes available, for whatever reason, does the city of Milwaukee sort of actively recruit to try and fill that space? Yeah, you know, I would say in the case of Fiserv, that was an active recruitment because they were looking to move multiple places, including out of the state. Mm. So that was an active competition. But in the case of uh, Allspring, which just announced today, again, they're moving 300 people to the Third Ward, their stated purpose was not that they weren't happy in Imamini Falls, but they had a better chance to recruit the talent they wanted being downtown. So it's kind of a competitive advantage that companies look for Mm. when they relocate. How far back does that go as far as Pfizer looking to possibly go out of state? Because now we think they've got their name in the arena. I mean, more people know about the business just because of that. No, you're absolutely right. And it was probably, we probably had a leg up once they put a name on the arena. But uh, again, they have uh, a big presence in New Jersey. They have a big presence outside of Atlanta. And so there were multiple places they were considering moving. So it was a real competition. Um, and we found a great space for them, and they're going to be expanding there. Interesting. Of course, Milwaukee Tools got a, a brand new building that is gorgeous, just kind of kitty corner from where we're located. Yep. So there's an opportunity to take a you know kind of a, an unused space yep. and erect a beautiful building. And if you can't see that red from the freeway, <laughs> you're not looking hard enough. And wrapped inside that red are 1,200 really good paying jobs. Yeah. So again, uh, a great. Um, testament to the staying power and the attributes that Milwaukee has as a place for corporate location. How much empty space do we have downtown at this point compared to, say, the Burbs, where you also hear about a lot of people, a lot of companies since after the pandemic have so much empty space and you've got these massive complexes. And I'm not just talking about here locally in southeastern Wisconsin, but across the country, it's a problem now where you've got these big empty buildings. Yeah, Jessica, really good question. And I think if you look across the United States, we have the highest vacancy rate we've had since 1979 in commercial office space, uh, right around 20 percent. Uh, and Milwaukee is right in that, um, you know, right in that range. So a really challenging time is um, office leases come up and people are looking for fewer. Um, they're, they're consolidating and, and people are working, you know, less than five days a week in an office. So my wife works at Manpower Group. Major company, right? Fortune 200 company, maybe in Fortune 100 company. Massive, massive company. And uh, asked, you know, what are we going to do tonight? And the girls got practice and this and that and the other thing. And she said, I actually have a work event. I have a work event after work. So this happens once, seemingly in a blue moon. And I feel like if it was 15, maybe 20 years ago, it would be far more frequent with a company of that size. The weeknight outing for work, it is, is this sort of going the way of the dodo bird? 
Yeah, it's really interesting. There's a big Wall Street Journal article on it. And I think as you see fewer, more flexible work, people working maybe three days a week instead of five, they're less likely to be in a place to go out. Their coworkers are less likely to be there. And it's really impacting things as simple as bowling leagues, you know, um, after work, going out for a drink, entertainment. And so you can see it's starting to hit the earnings of companies like Buster and Dave's, you know, who, who rely on that midweek uh, and they're doing lots of things, you know, um, you know, free chicken wings, whatever they're trying to do to get people uh, to come out. But I just don't think there are as many people working in an office during a work week to hold up. Do you ever have that MMAC axe throwing competition? Was that a thing ever? That sounds like fun, doesn't it? <laughs> it is fun. Never got past the insurance form on that. Yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> Bullseye. We have a couple of those places downtown. Yes, That's do. right. Actually, I, I, I went out to dinner last night to a Mexican place in downtown Milwaukee, and it was packed. It was like the busiest I had seen it in quite a while. But I think um, it might have been some of the college students out there for Taco Tuesday on no, that one. I think that's right. And you know, speaking of kind of eating out, I think about, as we all do, post-COVID flexibility, work-life balance. So there was a global survey done, uh, and the question was, would you take a 20% pay cut for more work-life balance? So I'm going to ask Greg and Jessica, what would your response be Hmm. to that question? Would you take a 20% pay cut for more work-life balance? Greg just did a, hmm, like he's really got to think about this because I don't think you do. So I I feel like I have pretty good work-life balance uh, in an industry where it's, I think, difficult to achieve that. And maybe it's more about time management and and when I do the additional work that I feel needs to get done in a given day. It's usually after our family dinner. It's after the kids have gone to bed and after we've had our family time. But I don't find that to be burdensome. So the way I view it, I would not take a pay cut to achieve more work-life balance because I I feel like I'm in a pretty good spot with it. Jessica? That's a good answer. I I was going to say no as well, but it's a little bit different for me. I feel like I was so addicted to work for so long, just year after year after year. I mean, it's kind of a workaholic in a way. Um, and then I think you started to hear about that work-life balance, the phrase. It's been a while now, but all of a sudden, as I got older, I did realize I would try to do everything. I mean, I would. I'd, I'd work, you know, long days, and then I'd maybe MC an event sometimes, and you 9 o'clock, 10 o'clock, come home, you get five hours of sleep, four hours of sleep sometimes. So I think I did realize as I was older that I do need a little bit better work-life balance. Um, I do like what you said, though, about time, and, and maybe that's a little bit more up to you, but I don't want to give up. It might be us talking to from the TV and radio world. I, I don't want to give up part of the salary to do that. And I do think companies now, since the pandemic, are thinking more about that. They are trying to be better about making sure that their employees have a good work-life balance because you're a better worker, aren't you? I think you're a better well, worker. You know, your responses put you as an outlier on this survey. I'm not surprised. So yeah. 50%, 56% of Gen Z, so born between 97 and 2012, would take that 20% pay cut. 60% of millennials born between 81 and 96 would take that pay cut. And then Gen X, 43%, and baby boomers, 33%. So maybe the answer is the older you get, <laughs> the more, the more, the less likely you are to do it. I don't oh, know. What was the first category? What was the first age range? 97 to 2012. So born between 97 and 2012. Okay, so the back end of that, not likely to have kids at this point. It's possible, but not likely. Uh, Maybe the early part of that, that's the differentiator, right? If if, If I'm single or if it's just, you know, my spouse and myself, I might look at it a little differently. Kids add a different wrinkle. 
right? No doubt about it. Yeah. So I get it. I think it's a different world, too, though. I think about my my youngest brother. He's out in Denver. I, I'm the oldest, and we've got six. You know, <laughs> I have six wow. siblings. So they, they go much younger than I am. And his work life is just totally different than anything that I ever had. So, I mean, he's even told me, Jessica, it doesn't have to be like that. It doesn't have to be working constantly, and when you're home, you're still on the clock constantly. So I think the younger generation has just had a different experience as well. And and maybe they're not willing to give it up because they already have some of it. Maybe they feel like they have a decent work-life balance. Yeah, I guess I always thought I had great work, work-life balance. I got Sundays off. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Sundays. Right. I don't, actually, a lot of times during a, a good portion of the year with Packers season. Uh, and some really good news of the week. What do you have? Yeah, good news of the week. I just can't pass it up. Who would not think it's a great week if you can say, go Pack Go sure. on January 17th? Love it. Absolutely. Well, we will look forward to the game on Saturday night, a 7 o'clock kick from Santa Clara. Tim Sheehy, Senior Advisor, President <laughs> Emeritus. I like President Emeritus. Okay. We'll, we'll keep working All on right, it. All right, we'll go with it. Appreciate it, Tim. We'll see Thanks you again sir. next week. Thank you.